Blog Talk Radio. Five, four, three, two, Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, guys. You there? I'm here. Can you hear me? morning i'm in the building all right sounds like we're clicking on all cylinders well it's uh kind of kind of easy to crank in on all cylinders today after seeing so much great football yesterday it's the perfect thing to get me all moved up just for today I understand, man. I got a chance to catch a glimpse of some of the games, not all of them, but just you know, quarter here and there. Uh, when I got off, when I got home from work yesterday, so I'm excited. Oh, it's football season. P- people are hitting each other for good reasons. <laughs> no, uh, see, you you went there. You really went there. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I know this the underhanded. A underhanded joke that he cracked that I don't think you caught. Oh, oh no, we're, I caught it all. Oh, yeah, oh, know, we're hitting. Yes, people yes. are hitting for no, good I reason. You know, yeah, okay. for good reason, not not just for you know, just for yeah. stuff that has right. no. You know, I caught it. <laughs> You okay. know, but we're hitting we're hitting now for good reason. It's football season. Okay, we we got some we got some fun to talk about. Let's kick it off with this college stuff. I, I watched a huge slate of games. Um, Jacksonville State scared the crap out of Auburn yesterday. It took a an overtime play to win. Auburn's not looking as good as everybody thought they were. They, everybody was expecting Auburn to potentially win uh, the SEC, uh, SEC, and now people are questioning those thoughts. Um. Wisconsin did what they were supposed to. They shut Miami of Ohio out 58 to nothing. That wasn't a shocker. This next one wasn't necessarily a shocker, but people were happy to see Harbaugh win his first game. It was his home opener in Michigan. Pac-10 versus the Big Ten, or can we say Pac-12 versus the Big Ten? And, yes, uh, we can. Or can we say Pac-12 versus the Big Ten, which actually has 14 teams, however we want to call it. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, at this point, it's not really what it is anymore. It's just a name. <laughs> oh, uh, so and Mr. Harbaugh, this I definitely good job. Uh, good job. I, I, I swear, uh, it wasn't fair for Purdue to uh, to beat up on Indiana State. The only good thing about that is nobody had far to travel. <laughs> God, I mean, we gotta go there. <laughs> I mean, the, the Georgia Bulldogs versus uh, Vandy early, that just looked like it was about to get out of hand early, uh, and it did, 31-14. How do you have two big big teams and it be that dis- bit big of a difference this early? Uh, well, you know, I, I, that's, but, that's because you have historical, you know, um, thing, thing where you're historically that's what what it has been doesn't necessarily mean that's what's happening today. Obviously, so you know everybody can't take it. It's just like you know Mississippi beating up on Fresno, seventy three to twenty one. No, but see the part about that is how how Mississippi gonna score seventy three points two weeks in a row? But that was funny. Hey. What was... I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's college football, man. I mean, so I'm like, if you think about no, it, it's not really so far fed, but that's two weeks. <laughs> you, you, you're you're used to seeing Furrier running the uh, running the game, uh, running the score up on people. You're used to that once every two or three weeks, not two weeks in a row. Hey, you know what? Well, the story so would the, the story the story would be if they do it consistently the the rest of the year, two games in a, in a row this early in the season. Looking at who they played, you know, isn't say, really indicative of you know like, really? anything. You know, so you gotta look at that. I mean, look at who they played. Fresno though. isn't you know, especially with Ole Miss. No. Now, they now, were like ranked. Now, if they, they were was, ranked in the top three until they played Alabama last year, and. Actually, Ole Miss plays Alabama next week. <laughs> well, I mean, well, considering last year, you know, was uh, the, the the inaugural of the playoff system, and see, you know, you remember how last year everything went up and down. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't know who was what because it was so wide open. You know, so I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to really play out this year, especially with you know some teams like um, Oregon and. Michigan State, who played yesterday in a nail biter, you know, to where Michigan State pulled out the win. Um, congratulations, Spartans. We appreciate you doing that. Uh, I'm not yes, a State that, fan, but you know, they're from the Midwest. Michigan State? I mean, the other is thing that all I, I have? Because there were some pretty amazing plays in that game, in that Michigan Oregon game. Well, Michigan I, State bringing it. We'll go ahead and add to it, my sister. Uh, which play do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the punt return Oregon had against Michigan? Do you want to talk about the the NFL like Tom Brady, like Peyton Manning, like passes? Hey, uh, oh my Cook God. had. Uh, gosh. Uh, hey, Cook, I mean, he was looking was like a, a that was, was looking look, like a pro quarterback. Look, look. Uh, in even, my defense, I only watch the highlights. <laughs> uh, dude, they, I'm telling you right now, there were so many highlights in that game on both sides of the ball that they didn't have enough time to show all of the highlights. Yeah, because the, the, 
Well, the clip I watched. No, I was just going to say one of the things that you were getting at with the playoff system, what it has immediately done, uh, people are no longer playing just the little sisters of the poor in the first few weeks of the season. They're they're playing well-known names, dominant classic teams early in the season to let the voters know we are serious early in the season. Because you didn't see games like this. Top tens playing against each other, top twenty uh, no. playing against yeah, each other. Yeah, that's, and so that's we find later on. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. You that's you seen this see. in that's the first exactly two weeks. It was so I mean, awesome. So I mean, yeah, we arguably saw a Rose Bowl game yesterday. I, you know what? Based upon the score and what I saw, you I, you can say that. I would I would definitely agree with that statement, you know, because there were two. I'm you know I'm just looking at the scores now, and there were some that were pretty close. You know, Mizzou and um who they play Arkansas State or Arizona State. It was twenty seven to twenty, but Mizzou's ranked number twenty one. You know, um, my alma mater bless their souls. They lost to UCLA thirty seven to three. Hopefully, you know, next week this won't be the case. Uh, you know, and we'll be bouncing back from that. But as far as it, as far as the playoff system bringing all the top teams, you know, making everybody have to, you're forced now to where you have to. It's your schedule counts. Yes, especially if you're one of the top ranked teams, your schedule has to count because, you know, if you're not playing anybody, yeah, you could be winning, but you still have to play some quality teams and have some quality wins and make it. To, in my in my opinion, to make it, you know, an argument for you being in that in the playoff race. You know, so I'm looking – I really want to see how it's going to turn out this year. Last year was exciting. This is the second year they're doing it, you know, and hopefully, you know, this year it'll bring we, – we'll get some different championships and some get to see a different – a lot of more different teams, um, you know, getting get some share of that spotlight other than what we're normally seeing from the SEC to AC, you know, all that typical stuff we've seen for years. So I'm really looking forward to it. I hate I missed the game yesterday, but the highlights were great. The ten minutes I did see. <laughs> uh, now there is one game you should be happy you missed. I have to talk about this now before we talk about some more of the good games. Everybody, oh, let's bow our, bow our heads in a moment of silence for Howard University. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh wow, what was that? Uh, okay, wait, wait a minute. New rule. Although. HBCUs, basketball teams have pulled some upsets in recent years. Football is not the same. Uh, when you're down 62-0 to zero at halftime and both coaching staff make an agreement that in the second half they're only going to play two 10-minute quarters because it has already gotten that's, out that's, of hand. That's, that's, what is that? I know. And then add, add another like, thing. Really? I, I was talking to I was talking to Mike in the pre-show meeting about this. And uh, Howard Howard gained a total of rushing and passing yards combined for the entire game of eleven yards. You gained a total of eleven yards for the entire game. That's horrible. And that 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 Howard uh, all Howard alumni. Walk around with your head filled down today, at least until your your pro team starts to play later on. That should have been embarrassing. Uh, I, I hope your check. I hope you got a big check for your program for that. Cause that was like wow. 
That was wild. And yeah, that was a- and and to follow that up, I must say, uh, Cass must be so in shock that we can't even hear her response to this right now. Uh, and then you can't forget about TCU virtually doing the same thing. Was they did they win what seventy to seven? <laughs> so uh, Howard shouldn't be the only team with their heads held low right now. Uh, and then no, Howard, uh, Howard should hang their head low right now. No matter what, that was crazy. Like, did the coaches really do that? Like, that was unreal. No, yeah, yeah. I, can't go. I mean. Who goes into a meeting at halftime and says, hey, guys, you know, it's so bad. We're just going to have, like, two 10-minute quarters. Exactly. I'd rather you just call the game and just be right. like, hey, man. But you're really going to have me come out here and go, like, 10 minutes. All right, that's the third quarter. Ten minutes. I mean, for real, like, that's – I mean, even just as a football player, I would rather, like, either we call the game or we finish it out, and the score ends up being what it is. But – I mean, at that point, they were already embarrassed. Like I said, I haven't seen scores so like that. So this where... is, you know, hey, Howard, Howard University, I, I can't. I, all I see just... in that movie, all I see is that scene from uh, from school days after the homecoming game when he's talking to Lawrence Fishburne and he says, "By halftime, we were just looking at the cheerleaders." <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I can. What, what can you do at that point? <laughs> I mean, and then, I did you, uh, for those fans of West Coast football, did you see BYU versus Boise State? Matthew Tanner threw a Hail Mary at the end of last week's game. Yes. I mean, Tanner Magnum, excuse And then he did, a, he did it again, uh, a Hail Mary at the end of the game this week. For those of you all who do not follow follow high school and college ball, Tanner Magnum, Magnum excuse me, Magnum, excuse me, I'm saying your name wrong. Tanner Magnum was the number two rated QB in the same recruiting class as Jameis Winston. The only reason he's okay. just now yep. playing is because he took his Mormon, uh, his Mormon, uh time off his Mormon mission and also redshirted a year. So he's a 22-year-old freshman looking like a 22-year-old is supposed to look. He's playing well. He do, he have another game like this, he's going to be in the Heisman conversation. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, I think this, this season is going to be, I don't know. I'm, I know we were talking earlier that I guess we'll go ahead and segue into the NFL, into the pro stuff. But, you know, what I like about college ball, man, is that it's still exciting. You know, no matter what, it's, it's still exciting. I mean, you had your blowouts, of course, but you expect to have those when you have stronger teams playing lesser teams. That's just part of the game, even on the pro level. But just because there's such a magnitude of diversity between the talent and that you can find, you know, great talent anywhere in college ball, you know, regardless of whether it's D1, D2, or D3. Let's not break the rules of what the NCAA calls it, FBS and FCS. Um, uh, whatever. Right. Right, yes. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, I'm not on it's board with that. Was D1, D2, and D3 so much easier to That's... explain? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know, much when, easier to explain. And, and, and when people ask you, well, what's the difference? Um, the difference is really simple. How many people go to your school? How big is your school? Makes you a D1. <laughs> it's all based off the population, people. It's really simple. But I mean, all if, this they others, really wanna, I'll, if they want to be if, ignorant, go to the high school route and call it one double A, two double A, three double A. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Which is even worse because you get into you get into four A and five A schools and six A schools and like, what does all of this mean? Just A's. How many people you got in your class? How many people you got in your classroom? That's all it really uh, means, you know. But I, you know, it, obviously, so I, I have it. I think their school is all bad now. Like they're like, what? It's like four a minutes this, we suck. Like don't do that to the poor, poor high schoolers. You don't suck. We're just explaining to oh, you how your oh, school right. division is ranked. Right. Right. We're, we're just, just telling you that. We got to talk about one game: um, Iowa versus Iowa State. That was a tight uh, game for three quarters. Man, tight game for oh three quarters. Really quarter. And that game was just over in the fourth quarter. It was like, what happened? What happened? What happened? And then uh, uh, Iowa blew that up. Iowa got tired, apparently, of losing consistently to Iowa State. They said, we're not doing this again. So we're going to win. <laughs> Iowa was fed up. So we had a good a Big Ten <laughs> versus Big 12 game. Ironically, uh, the Big Ten uh, has – more than 10 teams, and the Big 12 has less than 12 teams, but that's that's another story again. But, yeah, uh, that's, that is another story. <laughs> I yeah, love seeing the Big 10. I could not, I I guess could not leave that game out. Whatever. I could not okay. leave that game. Plus, I, I think that was the one game that uh, but uh, that our co-host, Michael, had a chance to actually see, so we had to, we had to stick that in. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> And I, and I only saw the clip, saw like a portion of it, you know. The, um, I well, you probably where it saw went. the best clip when it was still a close score. It was. Once they blew it out, the game wasn't good anymore. Yeah, yeah it was like third quarter I saw, and they were uh, – Iowa was driving out of the – coming out of the end zone, and the quarterback threw this beautiful 40-yard pass. I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it wasn't a spiral, was but it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was still Definitely. a good game. <laughs> you know, it was and then, a very you know, good game. It was like – it was a really good game. But you know, the good thing about it is that we're having games like this early on in the in the season, so um, it's it's perfect. You know, it's it's, it's like I said, man, it's it's the perfect reason to hit somebody, legitimately. <laughs> okay, with that line, um, yeah. So all these college game players that had as much fun on college game day as we did without worrying well, about hitting somebody. It. And all of our fans, it's, it's when you're looking for us on hitting. Facebook and Twitter or Instagram, when we're talking about college, hit us with the hashtag of College Corner. Hit us with the hashtag of College Corner. And whenever you want to find us on social media or want to read some of our old tweets, we always hashtag it with FFRR, short for Football Fan Rush Radio. So check us out on the College Corner. Uh, and Football Fan Rush Radio FFRR. But at this point, uh, we have to have a moment of silence on a serious note. NBA legend, 
Moses Malone has passed this morning at the age of 60. He was the first player to jump from high school to the NFL. Let's have a moment of silence. To the NBA. To the NBA. The NBA. Moment of silence for Moses Malone. Okay, and uh, now back on to the football note. As we move on to the NFL and more specifically the NFC North, we're going to start with the Detroit Lions versus the San Diego Chargers. And from our trusty research maven over there, Miss Cass has forewarned yes, us I am that here. Uh, she has forewarned us that San Diego is enjoying talking smack in this game. Uh, leading up to this game. And the rest of the NFL fans in the world are looking forward to seeing what Detroit is going to look like with their decimate. well, I won't say decimated, with losses on their defense uh, from Nick Fairley and Ndamukong Sue being gone, and they're already questionable secondary. So we want to see how Detroit's defense is going to do. Plus, we want to see... Uh, their offense do well with Stafford, Ebron, Megatron, a.k.a. Calvin Johnson. Uh, they're running back by committee. So we want to see what this Detroit-San Diego game is going to look like. Anybody has any opinion? Because I'm not, I'm, if I'm well, honest, I'm I, not excited I, I, about I that game. I do, I do. Um, I have a well. I'm excited. It's football. You know, like I'm excited about every game. I don't, you know, every single game, the very first day season opener, minus what I saw Thursday, which was expected. I'm excited about when it comes to Detroit. I feel like I'm the only person that's like in Detroit's corner. Every time I mention Detroit, this is all I get. (laughs) It's like everybody hates them. I'm like, they're not that bad. Like, they're, they're, yes, they do have a big hole to fill. Still, so is a very, very, very big hole to fill. But in seeing, it's um, not that. It's not that we don't believe that. that. It's not that we don't believe they can be good. It's, I think most fans just want to see what they're going to look like. I mean, honestly, but if they come fans, out, I apologize. Every time we say Detroit, like that's like a. 30-second conversation, like, my, my co-host make it seem like that's, like, a commercial plug or something. Hold on. I was, like, breaking Detroit down because the Chargers are coming in there the same way. Like, oh, it's Detroit. You guys don't have Sue. You don't have Nick Fairley. Still, you know, a little undisciplined, which many think. I don't think they're going to look that bad. I think they're actually going to give the Chargers a run for their money. When you see many people are injured on the Chargers and the Chargers situation, it's not like the Chargers are looking absolutely great. The Chargers can take advantage of this game if Detroit doesn't keep their head in the game. But Matt Stafford is serious. He's focused. He knows who he's hitting. He's got Golden Tate there. He's got Megatron. You know, prayers to Megatron. We don't want to see him get hurt again because he's an exceptional wide receiver. But they have an aerial game. They have a ground game. And if their O-line can contain giving Matt Stafford enough time to get their ball out, you know, give him time in the pocket, this is going to be a good game. And I can see the Detroit Lions coming out on top. So thank you for at least giving me 90 seconds instead of 30 to make a few Lions fans feel really good right now. Okay. I'm rolling with the Lions. <laughs> all right. That's all right. 
Yeah, because you know, you know, and it, this is this is from me to to you because you don't like the lions. It so once like again, personal, you know, uh, take it away, uh, Tom. No, I'm just not confident yet. It's like I, I just need to prove it to me. I just need to prove What's it that? to me. And that's what not I mean, hating. And see, that's not hating. That's just I need proof. But what, is, what do you need well, you need proof that they can play without like Nick Farley and and Dominican Sue. That's that's what the proof and is. No, I, I'm, like, I'm just questioning. No, and I'm not. I'm not even. Uh, I'm not even going to put the entire weight of my proof on just those factors. Because to be honest, they had those two players last year, and they still looked good in the beginning of the season, and they fell off at the end. Yeah, it's true. They can't. They kicked in the door. I want to see them beyond week six. I you want to see, see them finish. Right. Wow. Now, hold on. Fall. Okay, but this is like such stage, so they get six weeks. Like, you think they're that bad? Like, everybody's mile marker is by the third game, everyone should be in football shape. Everyone should know what's going on. The rookies should be fitting in well. Like, you should have your rhythm. Are you saying the Lions need six? I'm not saying the Lions need six weeks to show that they have talent. I, I've said on previous uh, episodes of this uh, podcast, the Lions easily have the most talented roster in the NFC North. They just not have – they have not played up to their potential consistently throughout the season. They, they have treated – They still they have, have – I, I, I would agree with that a, a season or two ago, but do you honestly still think they have the most talented roster in the NFC North? I mean, when you, when you yes, honestly I sit did. back now, over over Green Bay, like over over the Vikings, and I'll even give a plug to no, 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 even over minute. the Bears. You honestly still still think right now. What I think, what I think that uh, what great with Detroit has is outside of Megatron, they don't have a team full of all pros. They have a consistent roster of good players. Now, which is all you need to win. Right, that's what all you. That's all you need. The other three teams in the NFC North have one or two All Pros on them, and then some role players. And that also works as well. I just want to see Detroit play up to their talent. I, that's all I want to see. They have arguably, and I'm not going to say they have clearly the most talented roster in the in the division. I say arguably the most talented roster in the division. I mean, because if you want to, I can argue that that the Vikings and the Packers have a more talented roster as well. Anybody can argue who has the most talented roster, but whatever you say about their talent level, they're still not playing up to it. And that's all I want to see. The I can people agree with that. Often, I can agree with that from the past. Say, that's something I can. I can give you that. And one of the things one of the things people often say about a football season is that it's a marathon, not a sprint. And in the last few years, the Lions have treated it as a sprint, not a marathon. And that's why I'm saying uh, wait till after week six, as opposed to wait till after week three for other teams. And the reason is, is if you remember the Lions at week six, week eight last year, 
they were number one. They were they were number one or number two in the division with yeah, with expectations of winning the division, and then and they make the playoffs. Off. Right. So mm-hmm. it, I want when I but say that's when but that's to, when they had so the, the mega talent that you were talking about. But they also had other situations, including the coaching staff. We know the coaching staff wasn't containing them. We knew that they were all over the place. They had a chance to honestly take the NFC North Division title and run with it. They came out the gate, not only in preseason, but through the season. But they're a different team now. They play at a different pace. They actually and play like smarter, said, more confident. You might, you, you might be 100% correct. I'm not even saying they're not. I'm not saying you're not. I am. All I'm saying is shut me up. Shut me up and prove it to me because I do believe they have the talent. I just don't believe they have the and I won't even use the word discipline anymore because having a good team is not just about having good talent. I don't know if they have the good team yet, but I do know they have good talent because having good team is from your coaching staff to your ownership to the talent on the field to the way they play off the field to your discipline. Discipline is one aspect. It's not the only one, although I've made it sound like that is the only aspect that they needed I need to see that they have an entire team play for an entire season. And I don't even need them to win the division. I need them to show me that they understand that this is not a sprint. For example, the way they kicked in the door in the beginning of the season last year, they could end up with the same record this year if they if they showed it was a it was they understood that this was a marathon for me to begin to believe. They didn't kick in the door last season. It was honestly the season before. They didn't kick in the, the door with the new coaching, the new head coach, and, and the changes. But, again, I'm not going to give up on them from what I've seen and what I've seen them emerge into and how the veteran leadership is coming about because a few guys, a few key guys, as you mentioned, Megatron, Matt Stafford, they've got some you know years under their belt. They see how this works now despite injuries. So I think the, the the rookie rust and excitement is over. They know they've got to come, get serious, and play football. So, no, I'm not giving them the NFC North title, but everything that you even named about the previous teams, there was more talent on the team that's not there now. So I think we're going to see, like, real football from them again. To me, the Lions just seem like that one team in the NFC North that if they end up in the bottom spot in spot number four, it's scary if you're trying to fight for a playoff berth because they seem like the team defensively that can possibly take you out. Not sold on the linebackers, but I am going to take them in this game over the Chargers. I'll take them. I'll take the criticism with it, but I'm going to roll with the Lions today. I don't know who you guys but yeah, are. I mean, that's where I'm going. I would, I, would, I would actually take them over the Chargers too. I really would just because, you know, right now, Matt Stafford has all of, he has all of his weapons, you know. So I would even it's going to be I very even, it's going to be very it's going to be very challenging, like you know, for San Diego's secondary with the way with the way it is to deal with that. If they can get the running, get their games going, man, it, it, you know, it could go either way. But I could really see Detroit being able to pull this one out if they can get out there in San Diego, stay focused you know, on what they're there for and not get distracted by the crowd and all of those things, just go there and play football. If they go there and play Lions football, you know, they can come away with a win, you know, and then, you know, we can see how it goes from there. 
In my opinion, I would call this a 50-50 yeah. game. I wouldn't be surprised if either team won. This is one of those games where if you if you, if you you told me that the Lions were going to win, I'd be like, okay. But if you told me the Chargers were going to win, I'm going to say, okay. Right. I, I would say this is a 50-50 game. That is my opinion yeah. on it. It's not. I, I would not be. I will not be surprised if the Either way. if if the Lions win. Now, one of the things that is working in the Lions' favor is between the injury bug and this suspension bug, the Chargers are hurting worse than the Lions are uh, because, mm-hmm. like you said, Mike, uh, the the. Lions have a full roster right now. They're playing with a full deck of cards. Uh, So that might lead me to say that the Lions are going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised in either direction. Um, Now we're going to jump ahead chronologically and look at the – We might even need to call this the Moment of Silence episode because we already had a Moment of Silence for uh, for Howard University. We might need to have uh, a pregame Moment of Silence for the mass exodus that uh, San Francisco has already had. And already I wouldn't care who – the Vikings were playing against, I would not want to play, be the first team that has to meet Adrian Peterson after the season, of, after last season. Adrian Peterson. In addition I, I was to, in addition to I, I wasn't happy about that or anything. I just, uh-huh. In addition yeah, to just... being healthy... <laughs> In addition to being healthy, Adrian Peterson has a chip on his shoulder. If you thought Tom Brady had a chip on his shoulder on Thursday, wait till we see the chip on Adrian Peterson's shoulder. It's going to be a big Boulder Mount Rushmore-sized chip on his shoulder, and he is going to crush that defensive, that decimated defensive line. They've lost linebackers and linemen. And Adrian Peterson, I'm expecting to have an Eric, Eric, an Eric now, Dickerson, Elliot Rams type game. Ooh. 290, 299-yard type ooh. game. 300. I'm expecting wow. him to crack the 300-yard mark. We would definitely love to see it because, once again, he's going for 2,500. So, of course, Vikings fans, AP fans, welcome back, AP. We definitely want to see it. We definitely know that there's been an AP effect from training camp in all the games, how effective everyone's been, how they're ready to get out there like workhorses. So we get it. Absolutely love it. I'm a little bit more confused. Since there's been a mass exodus of whatever, like going on in San Francisco, why all of the over, under, and all of the yards are are completely like every everyone's going the way of San Francisco. And I'm trying to figure that out. What what is convincing the world that? And, and we've even seen the Vikings move up. Well, see, season, that was as of yesterday. As of this first morning, open, the Vikings. As of this morning, the uh, the Vegas lines have switched in the other direction. As of yesterday, yes, San Francisco was still a lot of uh, 
Vegas lines were still ticking uh, the Niners. As of this morning, people have switched, and um, the, the point spread is in the favor of the Vikings by two-and-a-half points as of this morning. So it, I don't know what was going on. I guess some some people still want proof that Teddy Bridgewater and Adrian Peterson and, what is it, Mike Wallace will all be perfect together. But I'm of the opinion that this two-and-a-half point spread is not enough. Well, That's I mean, eh, it could, it could, I don't know if you could say it's, it's enough or not, to be honest with you. Um, if you're looking at everybody's like, yeah, you know, AP's coming back, and, of course, everybody's ecstatic for that, for him to be back in the game and, you know, where he wants to be and playing. But like you just said, what they're probably taking into account is, you know, how are they going to play together and mesh in this situation? You know, because that's still they still have to develop that. You know, and I don't think I don't remember if um, AP got a lot of playing time in the preseason. You know, I didn't get a chance to catch many many of the games, but there is something to be said. You know, with Teddy being in his second year, AP coming off of you know his his situation, you know, and everybody being able to work together. So I can kind of see why they they would make this point for as as tight as it is, just based off of that alone. You know, because it's still yet to be seen when AP steps on the field, what's going to happen, and that's the reality of Very it. Very you know, true. You know, and and we won't know anything until today. You know, when it does happen. So until we, until they see that, I, the, the point spreads most likely regardless of who they play. You know, until maybe like after the third, fourth game of the season, it's, they're probably going to be close. You know, I don't think they're going to see them as like being blown out or anything. Maybe, you know, whether if it's win or loss, it's probably going to be three, you know, two and a half, three points either way. But, you know, but I'm, I'm really that's, looking that's forward to it. That's why I'm with it. No, a lot of a lot of analysts think it just may be a blowout for some reason. Even though we're watching Minnesota kindly climb up the ladder as far as ranks and postseason play at the same time. There are many who don't think that they're ready for their first season game, which is really odd because even if we take Adrian Peterson out of the equation, what Teddy Bridgewater is capable of doing. I mean, they've got Mike Wallace there. They've definitely Derek McKinnon as a backup back is explosive. He's awesome yeah. to watch. They've, he's, he's, he's definitely on his way. I can see Pro Bowl in his future. They got they've got their corner situation together. I will not say that the Vikings secondary is a one like it was you know four and a half five years ago, but they've gotten it together to where they can contain explosive runs. The O line's a little shaky. Phil Lowholt was a big key major loss, but they you know that they're filling it in. They have to you know replace the center. The center went out for surgery, but the Vikings are stepping it up. They're filling it in. They're not going to miss a beat. So I can't see blowout, and I really don't see the 49ers walking away with a W. So I'm confused. Um, definitely, all things about me are purple and gold. I am skull till the day I die. So of course I'm going with the Vikings on this Monday Night Football matchup tomorrow night. So if you are on my personal Twitter, which is Cash FFRR Host, yes, it will be inundated with all things Vikings 
Purple Monday for me. Go, go Vikings. And I'm going with them for the win as well. Cool. I'm taking a deep breath about mm-hmm. the in this game. <laughs> Football is here mm-hmm. because Bears Packers week culminates in today. It does. <sighs> it does. And before it does. we get into the game, before we get into the game, let's talk about some great things. And some not great things, yes. Um, let's also remind ourselves that the last time the Bears won uh, against the Packers was November 4th, 2013. Mark Tressman was the head coach and Josh McCown was the starting QB. Uh, Jay Cutler, unfortunately, is only 1-11 oh. against the Packers. Jay Cutler is only 1-11 against the Packers. The only game that Jay Cutler won against the Packers was the same season, was the 2010 season uh, when the Bears lost to the Packers in the NFC Championship. But I also remember uh, the overall record uh, for the Bears versus Packers. Bears have 92 wins to the Packers, 90 wins with six ties. Uh, let's also remember some other great things like uh, Devin Hester. Let's also remember, hmm, let's remember Dick Buckus, Walter Payton, Gail Sayers. Let's remember, uh, and people, if we're going to talk about some Bears record holders, we got to remember, even though they're, uh, even though Brandon Marshall's on a different team now, he's the Bears record holder for most of the the wide receiver numbers. And yes, for all of those people that want to hate on Jay Cutler, he has destroyed Sid Luckman and uh, the plucky QB Jim McMahon's records, and Jay Cutler owns all of the Bears QB records. So now that I've gone on my long diatribe of how much I'm okay, looking for. Okay, so, 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 let, so let me just say this. Um, we do have um, later in the show a Bears super fan and a Packers super fan that are calling in. So hopefully they were listening now because maybe they can answer some of the game show trivia questions that we were trying not to put the answers out there for. But, you know, Hey, you know some people. Oh, I didn't know they were game show true. You know, yeah, I, I, I mean, just you know, some it's just some Bears fans I like to talk to them. They love stats. I, I, I love, I love talking, but we know what we can do. We 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 look. We can look at it as if you didn't know already, we will know who was listening to the uh, listening to the podcast live because we want you to call uh, in and. And today is not the only day that you can call yes, in. You can call bears. in every week. You can call in every week. Is this just really and for the bears? I know. I'm just also gonna let folks know that, uh, and it, we can always, we always are looking forward to people to call in. And if anyone ever wants to call in to the show, call in at area code six four six 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 eight eight four eight one. We want to hear from Packers fans and Bears fans this week. Excuse me, but we also want to hear from Packers fans, Bears fans, Vikings fans, and Lions fans every week. So once again, the number to call into the show is 646-668-8481. We're looking forward to people calling in and calling in live and 
if I gave away the, the trivia questions, then that will show who was actually listening to the show live. So we shall see. But even before we get to the fan duel, this has been, this is the oldest, most historic rivalry in what's now the NFL, but actually in American football. So it's got a, a, a serious, it's a rich history. I got to spend the day, and I don't want any of my Vikings fans to get upset with me, but yesterday, I mean, Chicago's flooded with Packers fans. So I actually got to spend the day with tons of Packers fans yesterday, and it's amazing. They are on this Mike McCarthy kick. I wish I could have gotten the sound bite, but they came here even with shirts that said, we are going to kick the Bears. <laughs> so right, they came here ready to fight, full fight. They're ready. Every every Packers fan that I hung out with at Navy Pier, you guys know who you are. You're absolutely awesome. Tons of laughs. But they just came here, and they were ready. They, they're planning on leaving with a W. They're like, we just came here to simple. Can you do this for me? Every single game, can you do this? Coach, not only will I do it for you, I, 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 I yes, yes, I'll do it for you. <laughs> That's how they feel. All right, Bobby Boucher. That's how Bobby they came Boucher here. They the were building. like, we, we. They said that this is what the team, Mike McCarthy called them out, the Packers are here to do it for them. So I want to know from the Bears standpoint, because I don't know, the Packers might have this, their focus. It, it was it was fans everywhere. They came here to kick the Bears' ass. So I just wonder how you feel, Mike, the Bears super fan. Um, well, one of the things that I will – one of the things that I will honestly say yes. is – the best thing working in the Bears' favor is this is the first game against a new system that the Packers don't have table. That is the that is the best thing because the surprise factor is working in the Bears' favor. That's the only thing working in the Bears' favor this week because our receiving core is decimated, um, and the, the Packers have had the Bears' number in the past few years. The Packers just have had the Bears' number. So, uh, if the Bears are going to win today, win today's game, they're going to have to give pull into Adam Gates' bag of tricks. Uh, Vic Fangio is going to have to prepare to contain uh, Aaron Rodgers. One of the better things in the Bears' favor is that Aaron Rodgers' offensive line is commonly or often porous, but just because it's porous does not mean he goes down. Aaron Rodgers is ready to ready to scramble. Uh, so the surprise factor is going to have to work in our favor. Um, Michael, what would you like to add? Well, I'm, I'm really like I'm hoping for a win, and you know, and. and and when I say hoping, I mean like I'm really hoping for a win. <laughs> but historically, and especially as of late, you know, with the way that the Bears have played um, the Packers, you know, I mean, it could go. I don't think it's gonna go either way. I really do think, I do believe Green Bay is gonna win. I'll just go ahead and say that. Yes, I'm a Bears fan, and you all may hate me for this, but I mean, let's keep it for real. We're, you know, right now our receiving core is not at full strength. We don't really know what we're doing defensively yet. You know, the only highlight we've had of the entire preseason is has been our uh, special teams and some little bit of highlights here and there on, you know, on offense. So 
you know, for the first game to open up the season with them, yeah, it could go kind of. Yeah, I'm hoping, but my hopes are like, you know. <laughs> my hope, my hope. Gonna be my, we know right my, my shoulder injury. We know. Yeah. You know, my my hopes are kind of like this, just so you get it, so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not liking how much the two of you all love using the crickets button on what? the bears. Yeah. You all enjoy that- the crickets. If there if there wasn't a reason to let's be let's be honest yeah. if there wasn't a reason to then we would we would even need to create we'd be doing this all the time you know we'd have crowds and popping and stuff like that yeah. but, but the you know, crickets I'll... button I mean literally you all use the crickets button so much that we could get a sponsor by a certain company and <laughs> and literally. <laughs> A certain cell phone company you would think is sponsoring the show. That's all I'll say to that. I mean, you all love that button. I, I was going to say something else. If that's if they were, we wouldn't be on the air right now. So, no, uh, no, no. Yeah, no. No, it you know, work out. But, but I, you know, I, I, I can't I'm say hopeful. that. You're hopeful for the Bears win. So you're kind of either or. You believe the Packers are going to win, really, but you would like the Bears win. I would like for the Bears to win, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if more so for if, – if for nothing else, you know, just for the sheer pain of just uh, – and the agony of beating Green Bay. Just going through that pain and that agony to pull out the win for the city. That's really the only reason. But other than that, I, you know, I really can't see it. As of yet, I don't. I don't see where the, where we have the tools. I don't see where the consistency is, consistency has been built. You know, the confidence in the system. You know, as of yet, to to say that going into week one, they're going to definitely step on the field and beat beat Green Bay. I can't say that honestly, because I'm not going to. So yeah, I'm kind of hopeful. Well, you know, this is a divisional matchup, so it's it. it Pretty serious, and this this is a this is an awesome way to open the season. They don't meet again until Thanksgiving, which is another great day. See the game. I'm not gonna predict the winner just yet, even though it's on the tip of my tongue. But it's yes, another. Sir. It's a. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going Bears, seventy six to zero. Bears, Bears shut out Packers, seventy six to zero. You, know, you, know, you think this is not college, man? You know this. This is this is the Bears. No, Boston College is not playing. Boston College is not playing today. They play the Bears today. are Boston College and the Packers are Howard. Yep, the Bears going to win seventy six to zero. Wow. Yep. You're so funny. Well, they didn't think first upset. <laughs> now, 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 if they do, oh wow! But I don't the Bears really are going to win. The Bears are going to win 76-0. to zero. They're going to drop the mics, walk off, and just retire for the season because they don't need to play a game after that. <laughs> you know what? And as a Vikings fan, I'd be fine with that. Just sit it down in this number four spot. We'll just work on the rest. If you know what I'm saying? I'm good. As a matter of fact, Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell is going to do the first thing that the Bears fans will love. After winning seven to zero, uh, seventy-six to zero, they're just gonna say, "Okay, you guys get a first-round playoff by you're automatically in the playoff shot. Don't need to play for the rest of the season." So oh, I'm they love say that. This. I, don't, 
Yeah, women. I've been going through um, the Internet, the different top sites, and they are predicting the score of the Bears-Packers matchup. And what I am seeing is heavily favored for Green Bay, but honestly, not by much. I see a lot of 27 to 21. Um, yeah, it's not, a big, 20. it's not a big spread. It's not, it's not if, a big if, spread if I'm honest with myself and if anybody is honest with themselves, rivalry games always remove all thoughts out the building. When you have Florida versus Florida State and Ohio State versus Michigan, Green Bay Packers versus the Bears, uh, the Boston Celtics versus the Lakers, Detroit Red Wings versus the Blackhawks, all rivalry games in any sport, everything is, uh, whatever on paper, just tossed out the window because these games mean mean everything. I mean, yeah. literally... And it's not only that it's a rivalry, it's right within the division, and that's key for the outcome of who comes out the top. I mean, another thing that I posted on Facebook and Twitter this week, Chicago history, Bears fans are just supposed to hate the Packers. I knew this as a small child, but I didn't understand why. Didn't understand why. And then 1986 happened and Charles Martin body slams uh, Jim McMahon. And uh, from that point on, as a Bears fan, I've hated the Packers just because I knew I was supposed to, but I finally understood why. And if you watch the clip that I posted from YouTube, I don't know what was worse, the body slam or the fact that the Packers were high-fiving him after he got kicked out the game. So... It is things like that that is one of the many reasons why Bears fans hate the Packers. Regardless, I would never pick the Bears to lose to the Packers, even when everything on paper says that the Bears like, should lose. That was in the, the the era you could do that though. That was like football. So it was like you know that, that was football at its best, man. It was, right, was, like, was barbaric and. If you notice when I posted it, I used the hashtag Black and Blue Division. Yeah, you know, that was back when when football was borderline barbaric and, you know, almost torturous. (laughs) Deacon Jones was probably sitting at home laughing like that's something he would have done. That's what I'm saying. Like, if Dick Buckus and, and Deacon Jones, like, they would be in this league, like, I, I quit. Like, I can't put a flag on the play. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's man? your name? Andre off the field. Yeah, you got no watch dry around here. <laughs> Who's there? You can talk about What are you talking about? So, yeah. So, it's just it's just a totally different game for us. I mean, but uh, 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 people talk fun. about Deacon Jones. People talk about Deacon Jones and Dick Buckets for their dirty plays. The whole helmet-to-helmet collision factor is because of a Chicago Bear and Mark Carrier. The way he used to spear people in the mm-hmm. 80s and early 90s, Mark Carrier is the reason we can't have helmet-to-helmet hits. He is the reason. Unfortunately, I think I think, I think there is a, a Washington Redskin that still watches that. Hey, um. Mm. All right, so moving forward. (laughs) 
Speaking of Washington, hold on, since you brought it up, you know, I've been uh, what's what's up with this RG three drama? Uh, if I was he's RG3, been clear. You gonna give me sixteen million to sit down? Okay. Um, <laughs> right. But I, I would keep my mouth okay, shut. No Do not cut me. I want to take this sixteen million home. But his pride right. was I was cleared. He's been cleared, and I'm like, why? Honestly, I think he needs to go to a different team. Oh, I do too. He needs yeah, a I don't, fresh start. He needs yeah, a fresh he does. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you're better just because you're at fresh, just because you, you got a fresh now? start. But realistically, do you guys think it's a fresh start, or do you honestly think that his career is possibly done? I mean, considering he's been playing with it's, 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 I mean. And I don't think it's, he can overcome his injuries mentally. And it, it just doesn't seem like mentally he's, you know, we'll probably never see anybody come back from an injury the way we saw Adrian run the next season. But we've seen plenty of players come back with that confidence. When I see him out there, it's almost like a little kid when they have an injury, you get too close to their injury and they they kind of clam up like, uh, you're on my right leg. And that's kind of well, what I he, see from him. I think that's what's holding him back. Well, you know, I think it's, I would I would I, I would agree with you. I think that you know, um, unfortunately, what people don't understand is that you know, being out there on the football field is almost kind of like being on a battlefield to a degree. Uh, when you've had when you when you've been you know a player like RG three who's had a stellar college career, you know all of this and hasn't really been hurt. When you get into the league and you get hurt, and then you oh, know no, actually. RG3 has had multiple ACL injuries. He had one in college. This is, really? That's why he's afraid. Yeah, that's, he's afraid. that's why he's afraid. Oh, well, at this point, yeah. Well, at this point, I would say it may be over. Unless he might he might want to go see Adrian's doctor. You know, and then he might want to get on Adrian's regimen. I don't think it's a doctor issue. Like, Adrian just mentally, he's just in a totally different place when it comes to yeah. everything that he's gone through. I mean, you're talking about a person who lost their brother and still had to go to combine. Like, he's he's on a different level mentally, and I think Mm -hmm. if RG3 to a different level mentally about his injuries and the things going, like, tune everything out and just sort of become a beast in his position. Yeah, you gotta trust his body. Right, and then that's what I don't see. And I think that's kind of what... Well, I see the bigger... I see it as an even bigger problem. Let's assume, even if concussions were no longer an issue and he was 100% healthy, let's, mm-hmm. let's assume that is that is done. The only, the bigger problem with RG3 is the same problem that he will have in Washington. He is yeah. a distraction. He is a distraction, period. He is a distraction because the moment. Wait a minute. Let me let me finish my saying. Because the moment he is on the the moment he is on a, a team where a QB starts doing bad, he's the backup. He's the he's the same distraction that Tim Tebow was. If you have RT three on your team, RT three will only do good on a team where he he goes to. And he's the starting QB, but he needs to be the man on the clipboard. 
and that is that is fighting each other. He needs to be the man on the clipboard to learn. But if he goes to a team and he is the man on the clipboard, everybody's going to want him in the game. The only team I could possibly see it it working in, and we I don't expect to see it to happen, is Green Bay or New England. There's no way in heck they're going to bench Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. So it would work there only because, boy, you on the clipboard. So Otherwise, okay, I think I was hearing you a little different. I think you were trying. I when you first started out, I thought you were saying that had he never been injury prone or, or any of the negativity happened, he would still be a distraction. But I get it now. So you're saying that with everything that's happened even, from college to now, wherever mm-hmm. he goes, a distraction. He's gonna be a distraction. Like, yeah, he's, because he's of the, going to you know, be a distraction. Just because of the hype behind his name. Mm-hmm. You know, just because of the hype of who he is. You know, it wouldn't be any different if Johnny – it wouldn't be any different than, you know, um, if you sent maybe like Johnny football, you know, somewhere, um, somewhere different, you know. They, they, they sent him somewhere. It was called – they called it rehab. I, I'm quite sure it had a totally different phrase when they were like hey, – <laughs> Get it together. But but yeah. but look but look but even looking at him, you know, he couldn't he didn't have coping skills. You know, you get these I mean, kids. I mean, now I, now I have nothing against college. You know, I, I'm a college former college athlete. I love the atmosphere. I think it's lopsided because I understand the business aspect of it. But at the same time, you get these kids coming out of school, and you know, that coming to the big to the big league or to to the pros, and a lot of them don't have the coping skills it takes to play on that level. They don't no, because they've been they they've been they, they've been the man for so long. As you know, it's Johnny Football. When people start giving you nicknames, <laughs> you know you begin you can really get quick to to feel like you're larger than life because everybody knows your name. You're the man on campus. You're this, but when you step on that football field as a pro and they cutting you a check, you are no longer the man. You are some you are an employee who's earned a check, and if you can't earn your check, we'll find out real quick whether or not you can cope. I mean another another uh another factor is something that they I think it was Justin Tuck said it in. Or OC Human Year, I can't remember if it was OC Human Year or Justin Tuff that said it in RG3's rookie year. He said, You are not RG3. You have not earned RG3. You're still Robert Griffin III. And the problem is, since day one, we've been calling him RG3. Mm-hmm. He is Robert Griffin III. And even well, after that well, game, wait a minute, even after that, even after that game, uh, this, after the game, the reporters asked him and said, "Is he RG three or is he uh, Robert Griffin?" Robert Griffin. He said, "Well, no, he's RG three. He he torched us." But the problem is, he needs to learn how to be RG three again. And one of the, and you all brought up Johnny Football, aka Johnny Manziel. One of the better things is he was humbled in his rookie year, and he's learned he's learning to be Johnny Manziel again. RG3 was never humbled in his rookie year. And but had he been humbled. Also, like, they they, 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 snatched up, they snatched up Johnny Manziel really quick. Like, uh, no, sir, this is no. Sure no, did. No, you go. 
they snatched him up really, really quick. But RG3 came out the gate, and he gave the Redskins life. We were watching the Redskins. Yeah. He, he, he breathed life into him. But then also then another great thing is, and enough, well, another great thing is, um, for Johnny Manziel that didn't happen is Skip Bayless was not preaching Johnny Johnny football, but Skip Very Bayless true, but- was. Skip Bayless did preach RG three, and he preached Tim Tebow. And when you have the quote unquote mothership preaching for you, and every media media outlet in America is talking about you, you're you're caught behind the eight ball. The greatest thing is not only did not only did the uh, Cleveland Browns snatch up uh, Johnny Manziel said, no, this is not about you. The other great thing was other media outlets did not jump behind him. Media outlets jumped behind RT3 and Tim Tebow. They, they, they supported them. And well, I, right I about now. Say, I think they in front of them. Like, maybe they jumped. Well, Skip Bayless, you know, he did leave the Tim Tebow campaign, but when it came to RG3, Skip Bayless was, also Skip Bayless also led 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 the thing of RG three saying that RG three should have been drafted number one and he will be the rookie of the year and he was talking this and and he was even after Mike Shanahan had made the mistake of keeping RG three in the game he was dissing Mike Shanahan and in that second season he was still on the uh, RG three bandwagon. Part of the problem is we have to let these players be players and it's, I'm not going to put it just on the media. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put it on some of these NFL teams. I'm going to put it on NFL fans. We have to let these rookie quarterbacks be rookies because it's at the point now when these rookie quarterbacks have to be great on day one. And then if they are good, we expect them to stay good. We don't allow them to be bad anymore. Well, we, no. After our, after our three that had a. After RG3 had a good year, he was not allowed to have a sophomore slump. He was not allowed to have a bad season. Because if we remove, if we remove the rookie season out, you say stop. They just, they, they, no, I didn't say stop. I said we don't ever want to see anybody have a sophomore slump. We don't ever want to see you go on the cover of Madden, you know, whichever 2K year you get and then come back and you can't produce. We don't want to see that. I just think they felt mentally RG3 was a lot more ready than he was. Like, he he had a phenomenal season and he got the injury. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the pressure, we can't just say the coach put him in the game. We know, honestly, there was underlying pressure for RG3 to be put back in the game. Us as fans, it, it was a, it was awful to see him get re-injured. The devil, it was terrible, but you know, we know where the money goes. We know what really, really happens, and we know how much a win means. But I think he was, they felt he was more mentally ready, because like I said before, it, it's what you're saying, if we hadn't seen players time and time again bounce back from these injuries and come back and be stellar, or way above average, or or the perfect role piece to carry the team to a postseason. It would be a different story, right? Right. We've seen it time and time again. So it's hard to give that to what was supposed to be believed as a star quarterback. He came in, he had a great season, he's had surgery before. We watched him come off surgeries in college and still be stellar. 
what's going on. And I think he's mentally out of the game. I think he's a little nervous with the injuries. This is a totally different level of football than college. A lot faster, a lot more hard-hitting. This, this is now work. You you play football in college, very, very small person. I know colleges where people don't even forget going drafted. You don't even go undrafted. You just played. You went to school for free. And, you know, in about four years, we'll be, thank you, Dr. Hartman. But in this level, this is what these guys do. And you have to mentally be ready. And I don't know if he had the supporting cast, not only to mentally get him there, but keep him there. Because when you – you know, everybody is not an Adrian, but then look and see what they did in Ohio with Johnny Manziel, who, you know, nobody did this with RG3. They were like, your RG3, oh, you busted up. Well, you know, good luck with that. You know, we'll put you in a few games and see well, how it works. Not working. Another, oh, thing, okay. that happened, oh. another thing that happened, another thing that happened, another thing that happened for RG3 versus Johnny Manziel, and look at me, I'm still using the term RG3. Another thing that happened with Robert Griffith versus Johnny Manziel was that you can't even use your man. They took RG three from me, even on our show. <laughs> yeah, like a thousand. Well, no, you didn't even took it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, one, one of the things that one of the things that they needed to do is humble him in a way that this is the NFL. For a couple of seasons, we thought the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The read option was going to be king. Well, it worked for one or two seasons, but it it has it has come back down to earth that we're going to stick to the quote unquote NFL style of play. And that first two seasons, one of the reasons it looked good was because of the the Shanahan catered the offense to RG three, and while that works in theory. He was never forced to learn what he actually needs now. When his when his body was in good shape, he could do that read option. But now that he no no longer can do that read option, he never learned to be in the pocket and be a pocket mm-hmm. passer. And because he was never forced to learn that back then, he's he's back being a rookie now. And yeah, that's the problem for him. He's a rookie over. now. And and now that he's a rookie again, the ability to 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 learn is at a different uh is at a different speed. Is he and Nick Foles, uh Colt McCoy your Rex Grossman's, your – I could name a, a host of other backup QBs that are understanding what being a backup really means. RG3 never learned that. Heck, even Aaron Rodgers was a backup for a long time. But he didn't yeah. last a lot. But, but look who he was behind. That you know, means uh, so, I mean, you really have you a choice. Tripping? You say <laughs> who he was behind? Why are you tripping? You say, look, he was behind Brett Favre. Brett Favre was a backup. Steve Young was a backup. Heck, Tom Brady was a backup. But but look who they were were following. So I I get it. I I get exactly what you're saying. What we're saying saying is in Washington, who was he going to be behind? No, it's not that he should. He should not have necessarily been behind somebody in his rookie season. 
uh, because of who he was, where he was drafted. I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing. What I am saying, though, is because he was never behind anyone, he never learned how to to hold the clipboard. He never learned how to be a pocket passer. He never learned how how to 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 do what it takes to have a long career. Because we can look at your Danny Canales and we can look at your Trent Dilfers. We can look at your Drew Bledsoe's, your uh, and I could probably name a ton of other QBs that had long careers because they learned how to to be in the background when it was time to be in the background. Heck, one of the best, one of the better players right now that has mastered the art of keeping his mouth shut and being a backup and stepping up when he's called upon had to go through a dogfighting scandal to learn that. Michael Vick was the backup in, in Philly. He was the backup in, in New York. He's the backup now in Pittsburgh. He does not rock the boat, and he's he's becoming he's proven to the NFL teams that I can be I can be the backup you need. And that is what RG three. Yeah, but could. Yeah, that's not gonna, come on. yeah, but come on, he's a. So RG three is now just gonna sit around and be like, "Hey, I'm your backup. I'm your guy." Like, no, 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 no. But if you remember what Michael Vick did. He started. He started off as the backup, and he always um, carved out his niche to to where he ended up being a starter. Heck, even I'll tell you another player that did it and did it a good, and did it a couple of times. Vince Young. He was the backup in Tennessee and in Philly, and eventually became a starter. For both. Well, of they were expecting. They were expecting to get a little bit of Andrew Luck here. They they were not expecting to bring him on and sit him down as a backup because. At that time, the team was in awful shape, and they needed that. And he came right. out the gate. And, Everybody and he is not Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, and Andrew Luck. Everybody is not Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, and Andrew Luck, period. And no, they need some and other QBs that they were that from jump. You can't. So, Kirk Cousins, you know, good luck. You know, have a great season. It's wonderful. Um, and, you know, RG3, I would love to see him go somewhere. I just don't know if he's ready and, and where he could go, where would he even be a good fit. For him, he, missing, right. that's, and that's, and like that's Michael Vick with him. Right. Michael Vick's like, I'm a backup. Hey. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you know to and, that point. But Mike's in that end, but you got to think about it. He's in, he, at, his, at this point in his career, it's fine right. for him because he's still playing. You know he's been in the, he's been in the league a, little, a whole lot longer. You know RG three. You know his season. He's just really he's still fairly new, regardless of you know if you want to say that or not. But looking at you know he no one knows and it knows what he's going to do except him. You know no one knows what he's feeling when he's out there. You know as far as his knees goes. You know, or, or anything except him. He's the only one that has a true barometer on how he's feeling from day to day. You know, and if he doesn't feel like he can step into the situation and be confident and taking a hit, and you know, and and still staying healthy, then he may he may want to think about retiring. That's just real honest. You know, yeah. I mean, you got you got to look at it from the standpoint of what's more important. Like, yeah, I can, I'm gonna sit here and take this 16 million. I sit here and take the 16 million, and when I'm done with the season, man, I'm done with the season. I'm gonna go take my money and invest and do something else. You know, if that's what it's come down to. Hopefully, it hasn't. 
you know. Can we say Drew Bledsoe? Can we say Chad? Uh, was it Chad Pennington? These are people that were expected to be to be great, and then they great, had to yeah. carve out a new niche. A new niche. Oh, there are Drew way, Bledsoe, way I mean, more players. Drew Bledsoe. What people forget is Drew Bledsoe was having an MVP season the year that Tom Brady got his big break. So. You got to be ready to roll with the punches. Drew Bledsoe was expected to be great. Chad Pennington was expected to be great. You, if you want a long career, if you want fame, that's one thing. If you want a career, treat this as a job. And it seems it's I, 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 um, I hadn't said it, but as I've been talking today, it feels like RG three wants fame more than he wants to play football. I don't think that way. I think RG three wants to play football. It's just he got smacked with the fame, and so then he had to learn how to handle the fame, and he stopped handling. It took him mentally Stop out it. of his game. That I can, and so that now I can, that I can, I can possibly believe that. But just because you're smacked with the fame does not mean you need to forget how how you got there, because we know he was a workhorse to get there. He just needs to learn how to be a workhorse again. Because you compare. You can a lot of it to Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson was a workhorse to get back on the field. Can we you know, say the same thing about RG three? Well, we don't, I don't know. It's a, I think it's a mental thing with 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 Robert Griffin. Well, since we've taken I mean, I, I think it's a, well, it's a mental. It's and when it really comes down to it, I think you both would agree with this. The game, it's a, it's more of a mental game than it is physical, anyway. I mean, you can run around out there all you want to, you know, throwing balls and running to people and stuff like that. But in order to stay on that field and to take those hits and to take the pounding that comes with it physically, you have to be mentally strong to do that. And if he if he steps on the field at any time and feels like his his knee is not one hundred percent, he's not going to play well. Period. He's not because it's always going to be subconsciously in his mind, man. If I get hit this way, they roll my knee up. I'm done. You know, rather than him focusing out being 100% on his own physical capability and where he is mentally, you know, and it could be a lot. That has a lot to do with it. it. Could be with where you know, if he's unsure about being in Washington anymore, or you know, if he, uh, it could be a whole bunch of different things that are play playing into, you know, where he is mentally with the game, you know, and mentally with himself. So, you know, I, I, what I would like to see is I'm not even worried about the high part of it, but, you know, what I would like to see for him is just for his, for him to have a successful career and to turn around, you know, to be able to, to get to, you know, surpass the, the difficulties he's had with the injuries you know, and get over to mentally and then play to his capability if that's what he chooses to do, you know, if that's what he wants to do. But then again, nobody, like I said, nobody knows that but him, you know, and I'm sure will, you know, when he, when he decides and makes a decision what he's going to do and how he's going to play, the world would know it because you won't be able to help but see it. So, you know, unfortunately, we have given a totally different division a lot of time. <laughs> Oh, I know. Thought, uh, I, you know, one of the things about this show that we love is that in previous years we would cut it off at the one-hour mark. Uh, now we are made a conscious decision to to go over the one-hour mark so that the podcast listeners can get great benefit and the live listeners 
that they can listen live but still download the podcast and get a little bit more, more like an after show. And if we go off on a tangent, we go off on a tangent because we love football. We started yeah. off with college this morning because it got us all lubed up for today, and we have switched to the NFL. And while our main our main at, uh, concentration is the NFC North, we watch all of football. football. I mean, we, we are glued to the TV. We are glued to the TV on Sunday night football and Monday night football, and we all know football. NFC North teams are not always on those on those games. We are glued to it, and if we go off on a tangent about another team, because we love football. And that is true. Like, we live, eat, and breathe this. And if there is definitely a controversial topic, whether we like it or not, we are going to be all over it. We're like the Donald Trump of it. We're going to give our opinion. We're just not going to fully insult you. We're not going to fully insult you. But we, and if we, we won't think insult we're going you, to fully we'll, insult you, then um, as, as I did last week, I just won't share my. You know. Yeah. But yes. So, so I have um so we have two super fans that are working on calling into the show for the Sand Duel Battle Royale. I could not wait for this to happen because they are both honestly diehard fans. I have one sort of in a little bit of a traffic gridlock because they are tailgating slash on their way into Soldier Field with a really rough signal. So the one of uh, the Packers super fans trying to get a signal does not want to miss out. So we're working on it. We're working on it. We haven't forgotten about that part of our show. Just, you know, technical difficulties as when the show started. Well, I, Should have known I do see we have one caller. Uh oh. But I don't see I don't got... see our other caller. Uh oh, one minute. So we do have our one caller. Holding, so we are going to bring our caller on the line. So, good morning, happy NFL Sunday. Welcome to Football Fan Rush. What's going on this morning? It's a bear Sunday. It's it's football. Sorry, football is back. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, bear super fan. We call him Big Rob. It's Rob Miles on the line, and welcome to the show. I know you're so wrong, Miles, but uh, but uh, I'm I'm a Bears super fan too. But I have to question one of the things that you said already. Although, although uh, the regular season is now here, hasn't the NFL told us that football is always here year round? That's why we talk about it every day. <laughs> hey, they, they it's like a drug. They feed it. They they constantly feed it to us till we we want it every day. <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. So football never left. The regular season is now here, but football never leaves us. Man, but it's nothing it's like, like the regular out. season. And it's uh, and Bears then Packer play. game, a Bears Packer game, day one. Oh. That's why Man. the first game kicking <laughs> off. The first. Take it in. Breathe it in. My fellow Bears fans, breathe it in. I, I am not breathing in anything, baby. Right, man. Is, I um, uh, know that. Uh, oh, y'all, the Vikings got a game today? I didn't oh, think they're they're tomorrow. tomorrow. 
I didn't think they was on the schedule this year. You can put plans. <laughs> 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 that that you I, I thought I thought plans. I thought the whole team got suspended for a year or something. <laughs> I love wow. that. That was the 49ers. You holler at Kim. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. That was the 49ers. Yeah. So, the whole 49ers. They they just quit. They retired. They left teams. There was a mass exodus. (laughs) (laughs) They said, One one came to work like, oh, he knows? I'm going. Good enough. And then a couple said, come on, let's. A couple said, I'm going to go commit a few crimes. <laughs> the crime the crime was unfortunately they had already shown us that they weren't disciplined, so I was less shocked about that and more shocked about the two or three just said, forget it, I'll retire. Yeah. When you just say I retire So <laughs> But let's get back into the great thing that he considers that is Bears Packers Week. Right. Well, this is one thing I want. This is one thing I want Rob to do. For a lot of people who don't know, Rob, Rob is a diehard Bears fan. Um, yes, I'm a biker. Mike's a biker. Michael's a biker, and Rob is one of the best bikers ever. Like he's on the ground pound the country. He's awesome. You guys will probably see him going through your state one day soon. Please believe, unless it's snowing. With what? my Bears here. With my bears gear, I keep my bears gear with Always. me year round. <laughs> I'm gonna have something bears. So on. you have to tell me. So when did this? When did this bears love start? Was it like you were from a bears family? Is it just because you're from Chicago? Like when did it become a passion? Uh, Not just I'm from Chicago and I love the bears. When did it become a passion? I don't know. I re- I remember watching bears games when I was little with my mom. Uh, my mom. I, I think I think I really became a huge Bears fan when I was young, and I got to meet a bunch of them. Uh, my mom worked at the hospital, and we had charity. They had they would have a charity basketball game, and it was the staff against the Bears. So, and I'm talking about the old heads, Emory Moorehead, and you know a bunch of the old guys. So got to meet a bunch of them and autographs and other stuff. I think it just went wild from there. And then once I started playing football, it man, it just really went nuts. It, 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 the, the million stories, I'll still never forget the day that my grandfather called me in the room to help have me watch Walter Payton surpass uh, and become the leading rushing, rushing running back in the NFL. I will never forget being a small child and just watching Bears games because I was supposed to. And then, right. and that's what it was more so like you were supposed to. <laughs> and then it was it was a Sunday ritual. We are watching this game. I was watching because I was supposed to already. Then 1985 happened. After 1985 happened, I was hooked on that, the drug that is the Bears. I mean, you watch because you're supposed to, but then there's always that, uh, that, that moment or that season that just sucks you in. That's true. Yep. <laughs> and I, I was already a Bears it. fan, but the, the, Super, the Super Bowl shuffle season took it over. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I, I was back then. I don't think I was bear go deeply go bears. I was at that moment the Super Bowl time, and for the next few years after, I became a fan of the game itself. Bears was my team, but I wasn't. Wow, you know it was the bear. The Bears was my squad, but I was a fan of the game. I became a huge fan of college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, the Hurricanes, that whole era. And Late eighties so and early nineties. Right. So when Jimmy <laughs> Johnson went to, surprisingly, when Jimmy Johnson went to the Cowboys. I was a huge fan of Jimmy Johnson. And when he went to the Cowboys, I knew they was going to kick ass because he was, he was the man. So I kind of I kind of had a little, I ain't going to say I, that I was a fan of the Cowboys, but I kind of liked the Cowboys because he was there tonight, you know, the, the few years that he was there. And then one of the guys that graduated from our school. Oh, my God, he liked the Cowboys. I threw up a little nah. bit. Now. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, see, it was – it was Jimmy Johnson and then Russell Maryland. If you remember, they I think they they damn near lost every game one year, so they had the first yeah, the number one draft pick, and the next year they drafted Russell Maryland out of the University of Miami. Of course, Jimmy mm-hmm. Johnson had coached them, and they turned the whole program around. It was because of them two that I even paid attention to the Cowboys. Well, see, I have to admit. Um, although I was a bigger fan first, for a short time period during the 80s, I was a Cowboys fan because of one player and one player alone, Tony Dorsett. Right. See, that I'm was sorry. A, you, 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 really? you, can, you couldn't ignore Tony Dorsett, so I'm sorry. You know I have to admit you, that. You, you had <laughs> to have some type of love for the Cowboys. I'm not even going to lie. You uh, after this, After this call is over, you'll never hear me say that again. But you, during that period, <laughs> you had to have some type of love for something that was Cowboys. Unfortunate. Same when the 49ers was running the yard. Oh, you talking about all the 90s? Joe Montana. Right. That's what I'm saying. You, you had to have some sort of love for the 49ers when they was running the yard. <laughs> Because I will still never forget 
when Phil Sims was smart enough to suck that ball in and take a safety because that was a split second away from being a fumble for a touchdown, and we're not having this conversation about the Bills because I still thought no, Jim Taylor. are happy about that, though. You know, that's not their same as same. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rob got me off to being a fan of the game. I'm, I'm a fan. Right, yeah. I, I was I, I mean, I was, Thurman Thomas. Oh, I, I was a yeah, fan I, of the game at all points, too. Right, and that's why I said. You, you got me on You had to right be a now. fan of the game, really, and then yeah. you just did your, like you said, you grew up and your focus <laughs> shifted. <laughs> and, and you knew what where real football came from. <laughs> and that's Bears country Don't exist uh. nowhere else <laughs> Bears country is the reason Why we have this game called the NFL Yep And for those of you who don't know We're talking about the Decatur So that's another thing Dick- we want to talk about So, so, so Rob Die hard fan <laughs> So he 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 does. I I I give you your debt, Mike. But this man actually and breathes orange and blue. So we want to know if you actually know like your Bears history. We we really want to know. So we're gonna throw some questions at you because I'm 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 in this uh, I'm in this chat room and, 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 and Facebook group, and he gives it to us a little hard. Like, you got to, like, go get, like, an NFL, like, dictionary encyclopedia to come back at him because he's like, but in 1906. I ain't that good. I ain't that good. I know enough of the history. He knows. He's the only person that posts in the group, like, and then it takes, like, 10 minutes for somebody to say something else. They're like, wait, did that happen in my city? Hold on, let me go to Google. So he's he's serious about not only his love for the game, but his love for the Bears. So we're going to throw just a couple questions that you can see how much of a Bears chicken sandwich you really are. So our other co-host, Michael. Yeah. Michael, you All right. You and, and Mike, you we got to mute you because you can't give any of the answers away because you like on Bears. <laughs> Why? Mike can't help? No, no, Mike cannot help. Mike cannot help. I'm so much of a lover and fan. I just want to answer. I'm sorry. So they Mike gotta has stop been spewing information all morning. He has been spoiling it. <laughs> well, in case I, 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 in case I mess up, Mike is the backup. <laughs> we, 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 we might. Man, like I, know, I know enough. I, I never claimed to be a, 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 a that much of a a Bears history buff, but I know enough. That okay. we was vital to this whole thing called NFL, and the Bears are rich in history. Okay, yeah. I, I can ask. How about this? To prevent me from giving away some of the answers, I can ask some of the questions. No, you just don't say anything, and I'll ask no. questions. Michael's gonna ask the questions. I'm asking the questions, and you're just not gonna answer. Ah. Uh, uh, Nothing. I want to participate. Y'all are taking the participation factor out of this. You've been participating all morning. So you have to give you have to give Rob you have to give Rob at least fifteen seconds. Like you know, you give him at least fifteen oh, I'm not, seconds. I, I can I can hold my tongue. Just don't okay. want to, but I can. 
All right. All right. So, Michael, let Rob know when you're ready. All right. So, Rob, we're going to go with a simple question. You know, I, I believe a, a, a true Bears fan should at least know this one. All right. In what year was the franchise renamed the Chicago Bears? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was the early 1900s, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> September 19th, the Bears opened their soldier field by defeating what team? Oh, I'm clueless on that one. <laughs> I, I ain't even pretend. I, 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 I remotely know who that is. Mike, can you help him out? The same team they played against when they opened up the new stadium. Hey, Mike, you want to ask a question? What kind of... <laughs> Well, because yeah, nah. all right, all right. Um, I'm, I, I'll give you a hit. Uh, uh, how can I give you a hit without giving it away, though? Uh, that would give it away. Uh, <laughs> God. Oh, I can't give it away. 
Does the team have any colors? Like, what are their black and gold? Colors? Black, and, black gold. and gold. Mm-hmm. Black and gold. Black and gold. Black and gold. The Steelers. Yes. There you go. They beat they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers seventeen to fifteen on opening day in nineteen seventy one. Let's get a little. I'll, I'll I'll go a little bit more recent for you, so we, you know, so you won't feel so lost and bad. No, so we can keep it fair for you. All right, so let me see here. Uh, what was the Bears' season season record, regular season record in 1985? Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I'm asking an easy question. Be quiet. <laughs> Seriously? We only lost one game. Seriously? So what was the record? Will be what was the official regular season record? Yeah, week thirteen. Now I I can probably tell you who we lost to. If I'm gonna say it was week thirteen that we lost, I think we lost to the Dolphins. Sure did. All right. All right. Let me see. All right. Now see, because we gotta be, you know, I want to be fair to them. Um, (laughs) Let me see. Hmm. Everybody's ironic because. We undefeated, and the team that the only team that went undefeated was the team that that disrupted that streak. I got a question for you since you since you know that one. Who was the starting QB in that game? Was the starting? And before QB you guess it, game. it was not Jim McMahon. I was just gonna say it, it wasn't McMahon since you asking. <laughs> uh, was Steve Fuller? Nope. Was he there then? I don't know the guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was Doug Flutie. It was Doug Flutie. Oh, right, right. I Who have a good question. For that? I have a very good question. Where did you start asking questions, Mike? Yeah, I, 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 I just said I have a very good question, but I'm waiting for you to get to your next one. I'm going to hold this one until you get to your <laughs> until you get to the end of yours. Or you could type me your question, and I'll ask you another question. All right, let's see. Next question. Let's go a little bit more recent. What's up until the 2000s? Right, because we have a lot of young listeners. They're like, 1920-something. Who was that? Like, <laughs> like we didn't we even have... know what was going on back then. I must be the boy. Right. Right. I mean, if you're a diehard, you, you, you at least look at the history. You may not remember it, but you at least look at it. Because I at least go it's... through from time to time. And just go over something the that the eighties and early nineties trash talk in the trash talk group. You gotta have some arsenal, right? You gotta exactly. You gotta have some legitimate facts to smack somebody with. <laughs> okay, in two thousand three, who did the Bears defeat? to become the first team in the NFL to win 650 games. Oh, wow. I don't know that one. Clueless. Where's your backup? Right, Did he Mike. leave? Where you at, Mike? Mike? You stumped the backup on this one. You stumped the backup on this one. 
I stumped you? Oh, wow. <laughs> you stumped the back Baby, the Detroit. And I remember, Baby, I, I, remember, I remember when it happened. Huh? I just don't remember who it was. <laughs> Baby, Baby, the Detroit Lions, 24 to 16. Yeah. I knew that one. That's what I, have to give I have to give Detroit Lions fans emotional support. Like, I got to walk around with, like, a heart monitor for them and stuff. So I know a little bit of their history because so oh, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. All right, All so right. let's get even. And let's, let's see. Let's, let's go newer with their most recent um, trip to the Super Bowl. Like, how did that come about? Uh, Almost 10 years ago. It does. It was, a like it was a combination. It was a combination of a few things that uh, that trip to the Super Bowl. It uh, you had the offense was killing mm-hmm. until week seven, when the Cardinals exposed our offensive line, and then the defense carried us the second half of the season because teams blitzed relentlessly after week seven. Playoffs, the offense carried us to the Super Bowl. Yes. But if if you really was a fan of the game, you would have knew midway through the season, we sucked at stopping the run. Yep. And that's what cost us the Super Bowl. Everybody won't try to say it was gross, man. No, no, no. no. We could not stop the run. I'll tell you what what cost us the Super Bowl. What cost us the Super Bowl was this certain player named Bob Sanders who was not playing. (laughs) Bob Sanders would not have been. If Bob Bob Sanders had not come back for the playoffs, the Colts wouldn't have even made it to the Super Bowl. Bob Sanders was able because the Colts' biggest problem was the same problem that you just were saying. Uh, about the Bears. The Colts' biggest problem is they could not stop the run, and the Colts played. First, they played against the Kansas City Chiefs, who had three homes. Then they played against then they played against uh, uh, San Diego Chargers with LP, and then to follow that up, they played the Bears with uh, Thomas Jones. Bob Sanders stopped all three, and no, uh, Bob Sanders, had he not come back from injury, Peyton Manning still doesn't have one ring. But you know never, never, never paid attention to that. <laughs> I was so focused on so on ten that uh, with our squad, and everybody would just say Grossman cost us this, Grossman cost us that. See, Grossman, Grossman didn't have a bad game. Yes, he, <laughs> he just had, right. he had, he 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 didn't have a good game. He just didn't have a bad game. He did make one too many mistakes, but. To be honest, in my opinion, Peyton Manning didn't have that great of a game. He just was the lesser of all evils because nobody had a great game. Nobody had a great game, but as soon as the coach took the lead, Peyton only threw the ball one more time, maybe two. Right. And it was, mean, it, was a die, it was a die up the middle for seven to eight yeah. yards to carry the yards. rest of the game. And he smacked us right in the middle. They just See, ran it I'm right up the gut. Thing. And this is what you all were missing in the Super Bowl. This the, is what y'all were missing in the Super Bowl. Game, the MVP of that game was Tony Dungy, 
after he saw Devin Hester run a kickoff back for a touchdown, we will not kick to him anymore. That right. was the MVP because <laughs> if they kick to Devin Hester anymore in that game, Devin Hester yep. is the Devin Hester is the second player uh, to win an MVP from the special teams position. I believe he would have been the second player yep. to do it. I believe it was Desmond Howard that yeah. did it prior to for Green Bay. And yeah. uh, honestly, you right. I believe I, and honestly, if when we were talking about how did the Bears get to the Super Bowl, the reason I'm, the Bears I'm, got I'm, to the Super the reason the Bears I'm, got I'm, to the Super Bowl was one reason and one reason alone. Reggie Bush made the stupid mistake of trusting Brian Urlacher. He talked to Brian Urlacher for the rest of that NFC Championship game. He just didn't just talk Brian Urlacher either. Like, I had to stand on the cold sideline of the day. Had Reggie Bush just came and pointed his finger at the Super Bowl, what the Bears would have won. We know. Right. We blew them out. Once Reggie Bush taunted Earl, we blew them out. Exactly. Exactly. When Reggie Bush taunted the the offense and the defense, and he would walk past the sideline, they would. It was a wrap. They want to go let Reggie. They said, "Oh, run. you won't do." After he he ran a touchdown in and taunted everybody on the way in, he didn't do nothing. Oh, you talking about taunting? Oh, okay. You talking about That was it. Right. That was it. It was a wrap at that point. It was a wrap. So it was already Bush's fault. Super Bowl, maybe that would have worked. I mean, all it was right, already Bush's fault. We, we are coming to the close. So we, do we have the final question for Rob so we can give Mr. Miles his prize pack? But he's got to get this last question, Michael. He's got to get it. So. And I threw you in softball with this one. Mike, are you going to ask the one I got? <laughs> Oh, no, he, 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 oh, was that an answer back way? He might keep it in the millennium. Yeah. We got one more yeah, question. Yeah, I think we should then. keep it a little bit. Keep yeah, it more recent. Okay. All right. And I'll make this one real easy. Everybody should know this question. <clears throat> since you were talking about Devin, since we just mentioned Devin Hester, Hester mm-hmm. how many Returns for TDs does he have? Wait a minute. Back up. I need you to clarify. Returns for TDs with the Bears or returns for TDs in his history? It's a Bears Bears. question. It's a Bears question. Okay. I I was about to ask the same thing, though. Well, if you're looking at at overall NFL record, let's look at overall NFL record. I really stopped paying attention to him after. I was happy. I was at happy the, left. I was happy he uh, made got the record, but he should have got it in a Bears uniform. But uh, well, you know, politics. What, what do you have? Eleven. <laughs> Mike, stupid. I'll say he tied the record while with the Bears. Now that's a hit. He tied the record with the board Bears. Right, but nobody wanted to kick. What was the tying number? No, seventeen. What was the tying number when he was with the Bears? I don't remember. Devin Hester went, and I just thanked <laughs> him for his services, and <laughs> he was a monster. He was a return monster. <laughs> he 
like when he left, I forgot all about him. Is that how all fans are? No, you you, you still you still you still love him, but I mean you can't can't be like yeah Hester ain't ain't there no more. Yeah, it was not no, it wasn't his fault, but it's like you know you can't just it's like Roosevelt Coleman was the man when he was here, but when he went to New England, it was like hey. See you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, let, let me also give you a hint. You do realize his, his Super Bowl return is not actually counted. That's listed as other. Oh, is it? Really? It's listed as other. That's interesting. Every time this question yeah. comes up, everybody always asks why, and I wish I had an answer myself. That's interesting. Because they count playoff stats. They count right, playoff that's stats, but for some, for some reason they have counted his list. Wait a minute. I might be wrong. It's either that one is listed as other or his long his field goal return is listed as other. One of those two is listed as other, but one of those two the, don't count on his score. The field goal might oh, the, be. Oh, the field goal, the field goal is probably the other. Because it wasn't, it wasn't a return, but it was just a live ball. Right. Right. One of those is listed as other. Yeah, that's right. probably the field goal. All right, so like I, I know that that wasn't a return, but it was it it it, yeah. it was a, a like I said, it was a live ball because it was still in play. That so was one of the great the running backs. Uh, he had he has okay. nineteen with the Bears. Nineteen with the Bears, and who did he tie with? The At the time, he tied with. I almost gave it away. Sorry. It was D.R. Sanders, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Okay. Sure. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, now, this is, I'm going to ask a bonus question because you didn't answer it. This will test your Bears' history, not your Bears' oh, necessary man. knowledge. What was the Bears' original home field? Man, I'm going. <laughs> and before any, before any of these people guess Wrigley Field, no, it was not. It's not. And you've actually said it before this game. You've said it today, and you don't even realize it. Well, our original field would have to have been in uh, Decatur. What was the name of the original Bears? The Staley's. Okay, I'm giving you hints here. To a Staley Stadium? Stag? Staley Field. It was Staley Field. Field. You know what? Staley Field. Rob, for putting up with us today. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and wrestling the Bears. This guy is like definitely one to follow on Facebook. He's absolutely hilarious. Curious about his bears, and yes, we talk a whole lot of trash. So I'm I'm cool on talking trash today because I've got to get ready to work. But tomorrow, I don't want to. You should add the guys to the group because they all rag. I can't. I will. If that's cool with you. If that's cool with you, it's fine. I do it. It's too late now. We do it like the season. We lock it down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is locked down. I really can't wait to see these fantasy football scores. 
from the group. So we have like this huge prize pack for you. I'm going to get with you. I'm going to get your shirt size. You got a mug coming. You got a water bottle coming, a football and a shirt. So thank you so oh. much. Thank you, Rob, for coming on, being a good sport. No problem. Thank you for putting up with me. Yeah, we do this every week, right? We do this every week. We can do this every week. We'll have you back. We'll have you back. All right, y'all. Thank you, Rob. And I guess for y'all over there, go Bears or something. Go Bears. Bear down. Right, bear down. I'm about to run out the door now to go watch this game. All right, thanks so much for being on the show. No problem. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Rob, give him a round of applause. Woohoo! Yes, we will. All right, so yes, definitely diehard fan of the game. Loves it. Really cool brother. So check him out. Rob Miles, he's on Facebook. Great one to follow. So we have gotten down to the last two minutes of the show. I know I've got to get ready to work, but um, you guys want to take us on out? Did somebody else call back in? I'm just ready to watch football. Uh, Remember to hit us on Facebook and Twitter with the hashtag of FFRR. Find us on TuneIn radio app, RSS radio app, and also don't forget blog talk radio dot com slash football fan rush radio. Don't forget to hit us with the hashtag college corner on Twitter as well so we can talk about these upcoming games this week, everybody. Um it has been a great day to talk about football. Uh, you know, we mentioned the passing of Moses Malone, you know, may he rest in peace. And it just been it was cool to have someone on other than ourselves to talk to and, and chat a little bit about. We can do that more often. So if you are a caller out there and you're interested in getting on the show, hit us up and let us know. We'll get you the call in information that way we can all sit down and have a nice little conversation about this game we love so much. And I'm gonna throw this in. So we have Bears Packers week this week. Next week it is Vikings Lions week. Another fellow lover of the Vikings, this is Gabrielle. We call her Vikings Gabby. She will be on the show next week, and we are talking all things Vikings. As I got to let my my little fans there for the Lions go because I'm diehard purple and gold. So this is it out. Got Mike, Michael. Just signing off. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the games. See you next Sunday.